Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tuesday Toolhouse Tool. It is Tuesday, so it's time for a Tuesday Toolhouse Tool. And today, as I often do, I have a guest um, uh, to introduce all of you to. His name is Adam Schultz. Um, so I did want to also say that I've expanded my podcast, um, and this is something I've been thinking about and actually talking to Adam a lot about, um, as he is somebody I really trust and really enjoy working with, and we have a great collaboration and share great ideas and work really well together. And I have expanded my podcast to include um, teaching and leading. So it's parenting, teaching, and leading with emotional intelligence and love. And my thought behind that is stronger boards, stronger leadership, stronger teachers, and children that not, can now reach their full potential. Uh, so it takes all of us, right? It takes the leadership from the top, it takes governance, it takes teaching, it takes parents, all of us um, having synergy and in alignment um, to help these children be the best people that they can be, which is also gonna transform our world, which is, um, a vision that I know that Adam and I are very committed to. Um, wanting children to have that internal locus of control and wanting them to actually grow up and enjoy exploring the world and to engage in the world um, from an internal locus of control. Um, and, you know, lots of joy and lots of positive impact. Um, so, yeah, emotional intelligence, you know, that's a kind of a lot of what emotional intelligence is. It, in Montessori, we help children and adults, because as leaders, we're uh, mentoring adults and we're coaching adults, teachers and parents as well, helping them to self-manage, to self-regulate, to be self-aware, to be able to have strong communication skills, to be able to have strong intrapersonal and interpersonal skills. Um, to help them refine their systematic skills so that they can organize and they can plan and they can delegate appropriately and, you know, complete projects um, in a timely manner. And to make, make uh, judgments out of a deep sense of integrity, right, so that they're making decisions out of their own sense of integrity, which has been built as a product of being in a Montessori program or a Montessori-inspired um, program where, the inside of the person is just as important as the academic understanding that the person or the individual receives in a school. So, um, yeah, so we're doing that. We're helping parents, we're helping teachers, and we're helping leaders um, to, to do all of those things with emotional intelligence and love, which has a lot to do with empathy and understanding and engaging with people and active listening and all of those fun things. So we um, believe, Adam and I feel as we're masters at this since we've been doing it for so long. <laughs> I for 34 years, Adam for a long time in a variety of different ways. Um, and so I met Adam in Russia when I was speaking at a Montessori conference. Um, and then I worked closely with him at the Center for Guided Montessori Studies where he was exploring additional leadership tools and then we actually worked together um, at a school here in South Austin. And now we're collaborating on this podcast because we have a lot of fun together and we think you're gonna have fun. Um, and we have some other projects in the loop too, which I'm gonna let him talk about. So my experience in Montessori um, has primarily been um, younger children all the way through sixth grade. And what I love about Adam joining me in all of my endeavors is that his love and his experiences with adolescence 
um, in high school. So I'm going to, um, you know, let you just talk a little bit about that, your experiences, and then maybe launch into kind of this other project other than the podcast that we're going to be working on. So this is Adam. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sean. Um, as Sean mentioned, we, we met in Russia. It was, gosh, was that like four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, I think it was 2017, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, five years. So I spent, um, I spent seven years working in Russia, first in, in the education field as a teacher, and then two years in leadership, um, running Millen High School. And Sean ended up coming over there for a Montessori conference, and then being brought to our school by the by the owner and founder. And that's where I first first met Sean and, and when I decided to come back to the United States to pursue education and get um, a credential in, in educational administration, Sean ended up being um, one of the instructional guys for it. So it was, it was a, a really- um, Serendipitous. Serendipitous, <laughs> yes. Meeting to where, where this started and Sean ended up um, giving me the opportunity and we got to work together here in Austin, Texas. And uh, it's been great. We, we learned a whole lot about leading with emotional intelligence and, <laughs> and ran into situations where you're like, okay, that is not how you lead with emotional intelligence. And yes. Or how do I lead in this particular situation? Right, right. <laughs> or how do I situations where you're like, how did, how did this get this far? Mm -hmm. Um, a few of those and it was it was it's been a great experience working here together and as Sean mentioned not only are we working together on this podcast but um we're going to be working on on another endeavor that's that's been my dream and that is creating a boarding Montessori middle and high school so so Sean mentioned Sean yeah it's 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 I am so excited about it and, and you'll probably hear that throughout this um podcast and, and in the future as well. So Sean mentioned her focus has been um, in the first two planes of development, which are um, ages zero to 12. And my focus has been on the third plane, 12 to 18 year olds. Um, and so it's really, really exciting to be able to move forward with that and hopefully build a, a program that really meets the needs of, of an adolescent. And just like how you see in um, traditional Montessori schools for toddler, primary, um, and elementary students, being able to set up a carefully structured environment for adolescents where they simply grow and, and we're there to support them rather than feed them information. Mm -hmm. yeah. So really, really excited about that. So what... Um... What would you say about parenting, you know, because we've been talking about emotional intelligence and love and we all know, well, I know as a parent and maybe some of our listeners know that raising adolescents is not, you know, always the easiest and they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing um, with all of the challenges they bring us and whatnot, because that's defining who they are and they're separating from their parents. Uh, at the same time, I think for some parents, uh, visualizing their child being gone in an, um, a boarding school um, may be a little bit uh, scary. So what would you, how would you address that? What would you say to families about the importance? I think that, I think actually you went to boarding school, right? So 
I did. Um, I did. And, I, and, and I will say that if I was able to send my oldest, who was my, you know, most challenging probably because she's a lot like me and, you know, and a female separating from mom, you know, I, I, I knew Montessori and I knew the value of boarding. So I would have, um, definitely wanted to, um, explore that, you know, but I was not in a financial situation at that time to be able to do that. So, yeah, I would love for you to speak a little bit about that. First, I'd say I completely understand, even though my children are not quite at that age yet, but I understand the connection that, that parents have to their children. And when they reach an age, even, even when that age seems like it's old enough, it is hard to let them go and, and give them that next step um, in independence, in, in cultivating their own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marie Montessori talks about it, how it happens at the beginning of adolescence, which is not just what we normally see in, in puberty. It's also like the um, human version of, of a bird leaving the nest. Like, yeah. like they, get, they get kicked out and, and they've got to learn to sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those situations that needs to happen. And in today's world, it happens between the ages of 12 and 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, though, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but those first two years too, right? When the hormones are kind of raging and there's, that's like, you know, between 12 and 15, when they're first moving into adolescence. And I think that those are critical. Those first couple of years, they are, they are, it's a whole, it's a whole process from the beginning to the end where it's vital for adolescents to have that safe space mm-hmm. where, where they get to figure it out you can say because it's it's different from the first 12 years where they're learning how to be what it means to be a human and to to use their senses and to use their body and and still really developing into being a really good child but when they hit adolescence it completely changes and it's almost like a remodel where mm-hmm. now Reaper. they're taking yeah. the skills that they want or need or or choose that they've learned from childhood and deciding, okay, what type of adult am I going to be? How am I going to fit into society this way? And it's why you see beginning, beginning very close to 12, sometimes a little bit later, sometimes a little bit earlier, children pushing back against parents. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've seen it in your house where all of a sudden they loved having you make their breakfast and take you to things and, mm-hmm. and, and drop them off at school. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, I don't, I don't want you here. Drop me off 50 feet away. And, and, and I don't want to kiss goodbye. I want to do this on my own. And it's, it's a biological change that, that happens. Yeah. And then that they need that space to start developing who they are. And, and I and know while- Marie Montessori references that, um, that zero to three, well, specifically the toddler time between zero and three. Um, the adolescents are very much like toddlers because they're going through that rebirth. And we all know that toddlers, I want to do it myself. And they try to, they want to separate from their parents because they start realizing that they're not, you know, physically connected to mom and dad, you know, that they are their own being. They start to make that awareness and they start to separate and push away. And, but adolescents do it with a lot more, um, sophistication and (laughs) a lot more, uh, you know, coping mechanisms that they develop through the years and words, right? And words that sometimes, you know, can hurt where they're, ta- they're still throwing tantrums. It just looks a little bit different than they are when, ta- 
you know, with toddlers. Um, so I think, yeah, what I'm hearing you say too, is that they're, you know, well, separating from mom and dad, they already want to do that. And um, what's the benefit to being in a boarding school, um, you know, with other adults as opposed to their parents? So what you end up having is a space where that connection and, and that um, relationship that you've built with the parents or that the adolescent has built up through their childhood, when you send an adolescent to boarding school, that relationship is preserved and they do, you don't go through those daily fights of the environment that is, it's difficult to support an emerging adult where mm -hmm, they're going to make is. these mistakes that have to do with everything all of a sudden goes from PG and easy to deal with to almost PG-13 right away. And, and who knows how quickly it'll get, go on from there. Right. And making, making these decisions and finding who they are in a carefully constructed space that supports that allows them to come home and, and still become and, and keep that relationship with parents as, as friends and mentors and as a parent while they're making these mistakes. But the, the, um, space isn't a home space it's it's somewhere else with other peers who are learning the same lessons with adults who are specifically trained mm. to work with this to deal with these emotions that come yeah. out with these issues and i'm um, guessing the emotional abstraction that these tr these adults who are trained in like what i do know about montessori and a good adolescent program is that there's valorization that there's creative expression um, that there's applied learning, that these adolescents are treated um, as adults who are kind of responsible for maintaining the environment, even the bills, you know, so to speak. So, so that, yes, has to make a huge difference because as parents, you know, we, um, we're learning as we go and we're doing the best we can, but we also have that emotional attachment, which makes it much more personal when adolescents are, you know, expressing themselves in, may, in ways that may be triggering us as parents and maybe not so much with trained educators and adults who still love them and care for them, but aren't emotionally attached. Exactly. One of the, one of the things I learned when, I, when studying about this age is you, they'll go through periods where it's, in a way it's similar to like remodeling a house where, where you can say the light's on upstairs and nobody's home. And it doesn't mean that that they're going through something. I've, I've talked to parents about this who they're like, yeah, my my son or my daughter for a week or two, they were like a completely different person yeah. and, and they went nuts. But then after a couple of weeks, they were back to normal and parents will be like, what's what's going on? And, mm -hmm. and this is normal stuff. The brain is creating the, the adult that they're going to be. So these changes happen and it's not that there's something right or something wrong about it it just is right and having a space where where that can happen and 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 growth is is supported without the judgment mm -hmm. that often um is tied mm -hmm. to it at home yeah judgment or punishments or consequences or some of those negative uh, reactivities um you, you also know, approaches have, that don't really work. Yeah. And you also have a boarding school, as, as, as Sean was mentioning, there's a lot of resources devoted to setting up this safe space. Mm -hmm. There's there's a microeconomy where they begin to learn at a Montessori boarding school. They begin to learn immediately what it means to balance a budget, 
what it means to take care of and run a business, mm-hmm. what it means to, to really live for themselves because they're, they're not at home with mom making their breakfast and making their bed and, right. and washing their clothes. These are things that they begin there. Now that they're on the road to adulthood, there's some of the first lessons that they learn. Mm-hmm. There's also a space in there for considerable community service because service at this age, um, helping them develop a clear moral compass and, yes. and a pursuit of service. It's like a muscle that mm-hmm. that's developed in the mind just as, as being positive and, and, or, or riding a bicycle. It doesn't get developed as if it isn't focused on. And sometimes it's becoming more visible now in today's adolescents who spend more time on, on either social media or, or on Netflix or video games and less time with each other, serving each other. And, and you do see a more of a culture of focus on self mm-hmm. here. And, and so that's one of the things you'll get to see in that space. And it's not that families can't do it at home, but it does require a lot of time and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're trying to put this together at home while you're working a full-time job and then you come home and you're exhausted and all of a sudden you've got to do four hours of community service and or or make sure that chores are done or this and that, it's it's a lot. Yeah, and I'm imagining that weekends and holidays and times when these adolescents go home, they're coming into the household feeling like an adult, feeling empowered, feeling really capable, feeling... Um, valorized as I said before and so then the connection between parents and adolescent are sure to be um, you know much more positive and joyful and lots of sharing going on and so it's not I, I think I think the fear is the separation you know leads to kind of a sense of abandonment but really it's it's really it's giving the message that adolescent that they're capable and you're empowering them and right. There's, it's, and there's still part of their life for sure. Um, but you trust and you know that they can go and do this and then bring that back and bring, you know, more strength back into it, the it, household. Exactly. It really is a message, a message of, hey, we are here and we support you in this next chapter of development, um, even though that means stepping back. And, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, Sean, the conversation goes from, hey, why are you doing this why are you doing that what were you thinking to yeah when they come home so what did you learn what were Mm -hmm. you focused on these things Mm -hmm. and and connections are strengthened rather than made unstable right um, which can happen a lot of times when adolescents stay at home too long Mm -hmm. yeah I can definitely identify with that Um, because it's always that dance of oh you know do I I want to be involved, you know, I want to know what's going on. I want to be supportive. I also want to protect. Um, and sometimes those two things, you know, sometimes those things get off balance depending upon, you know, what um, limiting beliefs we bring into the world as parents and our fears. And then the, the will, you know, the will of the child, we don't want to squash it, um, but, you know, we want to preserve it, <laughs> you know? So um, I, I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, to have experts in the industry actually working with these adolescents in a way that helps, uh, in a way where those experts are also giving these adolescents the message that your parents brought you into this world, they're doing the best they can. You, you know, it's really important to love and respect them. 
exactly. uh, which I, which the ones that I know that are trained in Montessori adolescent programs uh, definitely do that. Um, so how was your, were you, uh, were you, I'm just curious, were you um, apprehensive about going to boarding school before you went? And then how did, and if so, did that, how quickly did that change? And when I went, I wasn't. Um, my parents tried homeschool. And for me being an extrovert, that did not work out well at all. Mm -hmm. My parents okay. were away at work. I was home. I had to do my stuff or, or my homework. I was, I mean, it was definitely before the time of internet and, and, and many of the, if I can call them distractions that we have now, I mean, to use internet, I was still on dial up. You had to connect through the phone line. And, <laughs> and, and that was there, that was limited because parents needed to call home and, and, and check in or what have you, then, then they couldn't get through if the phone line was used. So, so it was very much for me, a, it felt like a time of isolation parents mm -hmm. were working and I wasn't yeah. I wasn't able to drive yet and I was just at home and and there wasn't near as much to do and those that space for development was very yeah. much focused only on academics mm -hmm. um, yeah it was I would say when I got when I got to boarding school for me it was like out of sight out of mind for my sister it was different she called home every day mm -hmm. every day she would call and talk to parents and, and tell them about tell them about her day and this and that and it's different my brother would call more often and I'd call if I needed something and yeah parents, okay they, they they'd start they'd well that's a good of, sign well-adjusted young man yeah they, they knew they like if, Ad, if Adam's calling it's like okay Adam what do you want yeah yeah I, <laughs> Cause, I, cause I can identify with that yeah and and my brother would call and talk and, and catch up but but for me I was living and, and learning and and uh I called when I needed something and I was I was out on my own so it's it's that part's going to be different um with each child mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those things where where you had children that went home or or adolescents that go home every weekend um sometimes even even they'll have a shorter week maybe they do four-day boarding instead of instead of five-day and then you have adolescents um that go home once a semester they'll go home for christmas mm -hmm. break and maybe for thanksgiving break they go over to a friend's house mm -hmm. and yeah. and uh you get a whole lot of different varieties based on the child and and their personality yeah i i remember going when i went to college i i did not go to boarding school for middle school and high school but was always extroverted as you are and social and and when once I got to college um maybe not my freshman year but definitely my sophomore year I actually had a little part-time job and so I would stay and I wouldn't even go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can identify with that. So your brother and your sister, did they um, end up benefiting tremendously from the experience as well? And do you feel like they would say that now? I would, I would say so. I'd say hugely so. Not only um, benefits as, as growing and maturing and, and becoming adults, I think, or understanding um, the responsibilities of adulthood at a younger age, but also in the the social emotional development that happened there. Mm -hmm. Like at a boarding school, when you're living with your friends and the connections that you build, they're just stronger. Some of my best friends are still the friends mm -hmm. that I made in boarding school. So you you not only have that there, you also get the opportunity for running running things in the student government. So. Yeah. 
so things like this where they have that you also get to be part of the the, the school board and sometimes you do see that in schools um, even if they're not boarding but when you're living there and then and then after meetings you go and you meet with your friends and say hey this is what we decided and and you really get to spend more time um, looking at some of these details and, and collaborating mm -hmm. and and uh, even um, even I'd say the being on campus with staff who are there 24 seven. So it's not just the social emotional connections that you build with, with peers. It's also those with staff who you really have, have people that, that are examples that, that there'd be times I'd, I'd go over to a staff member's house in the evening and, and we'd have a, have a conversation or, or another staff would have a game night and bring students over or, or dinner. There's, there's just options that, are really, really unique to an environment where you're living with people who model and and accept you while you're going through these changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that's really, really important for adolescents. You have to be um, have a you know to to be working with adolescents is really strong. Be very, very grounded, strong integrity, good sense of self, um, acceptance and love of others. So, well, this. Um, well, so Adam and I have been talking about um, the emergence of the school and hoping to um, do what it takes to get the funding, right? And start moving along with um, a plan for the building um, within the next year, right? And yeah, the plan it's is right now to be in Texas. Uh, we do have kind of a site that we've got our eyes on, but... Um, um, yeah not not completely confirmed it's it's, it's not fun. confirmed exactly we're looking at one and we're really really excited about about the location not only being um i'm new here to texas but it seems like a really really great spot right on right on a, a river um in a in a community where where there's space to have nature and 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 at the same time have have a really cool microeconomy. Mm -hmm. um we're putting together a business plan, the business plan right now, as well as, as well as a philosophy and some of the, the, I guess you would say details that, that the school will be founded on. Like, for example, that, that focus on community service and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and running a business microeconomy and, and travel, travel will be a big element as well. So putting these things together and, and then if, if the property that we're looking at ends up working out, then, then design the design of the campus. Yeah. So we'll keep everybody posted. Um, so all of you, everyone knows how to get in touch with me, Sean Edwards at toolhouse.com. Um, Adam, do you want to share? Um, My email is adam.schilt, S-C-H-I-L-T at gmail.com. And if you have questions about adolescence or or something of that nature, I'd be be happy to um, to answer them for you. And and I know working with Sean, I'm, it's been a pleasure. I've always enjoyed working with Sean. And and questions regarding um, the leading with emotional intelligence. If if you, interestingly enough, if you've run into some obstacles in in oh, yeah. with we could tell we could tell you some stories yeah that yeah. would have you laughing with... or maybe crying <laughs> exactly <laughs> having to do with schools um send in your questions and and we'd be happy to to even probably talk about some of yeah. them yeah yeah for sure and if you're interested in exploring working with adolescents and feel like you know you're the person that kind of we we were describing um let us know that as well all right it was so 
so fun to do this with you. Um, so we'll be probably doing this every other week, um, you know, twice a month. So um, any last thoughts before we close out? I just, it's really, really exciting. Um, it's great to be working with, with you again, Sean. And um, one of my favorite things is leading with emotional intelligence and being mm -hmm. able to help others lead lead in that same manner that yeah. that helps people around them grow and and yeah. also self-growth is right is really, really cool so i'm so happy to be here yeah and i guess that's what daniel pink says right we're always leading whether we want to be or not so we might as well choose the way we want to be leading and what we want to be leading so okay we'll see you all next week <laughs>